Greetings and welcome to Living at Your Finest podcast, a podcast devoted to helping women to live at their finest health and personal development in the midst of the continuous demands of life. I'm your host, Dr. Babalola, aka Dr. Babs. I'm a board certified family physician and the founder of Living at Your Finest. Have you struggled with your health and personal development? Thought that you might have finally figured it out only for it to come tumbling over? Or maybe you're just that person that wants to learn how to consistently live at your finest health and personal development. Well, this podcast is just for you. We can triumph together on this journey of health and personal development as my guests and I share valuable information from our personal experiences and professional background using an exciting framework, fun, fundamental, and faith-based. So I hope you're ready for some candid dialogue. Living at your finest champions, I'm back for episode four how to solve the habit of overeating. What a big topic, right? I cannot wait to dive into this episode as the foundation was created on the second episode. So please take a listen to it if you've not done so already. Before I dive in, I would like to give a special welcome to our new listeners. Thanks so much for stopping by. I truly appreciate your time. I hope everyone had a wonderful week. I'm so glad that it's Friday. (laughs) I'm really thrilled that it is Friday. Well, I'm excited about this part of the podcast where I feature a woman, a strong woman, striving daily to live at her finest. The goal in this podcast is that we learn from each other. So let's hear from this week's champion. My name is Bumi Akimbadi. I'm a banker with over 18 years working experience, a youth minister, a wife, and mother of two beautiful children, a nation builder, a coach and mentor to several youths on spiritual, personal, and business development. I live my finest health by paying attention to what I eat. I try as much as possible to reduce sugar intake. I also take lots of water. I also recommend doing yearly medical checkup because I do that yearly to catch things as quick as possible. I exercise every morning for a few minutes and then I take lots of water after my exercise. I don't eat late at night and when I eat, I eat in moderation. I don't eat too big, so filled up. And I enjoy living at my finest. My wins on personal development, I've always had like a positive mindset. I believe that having a positive mindset helps you drive your life and it guides your attitude. How to solve the habit of overeating. That's the one million dollar question, isn't it? Well, many of us, including myself, are obsessed with food more than we like to admit. I mean, who goes around saying that they're obsessed with food? We all just say we like food, right? I like to eat. Um, I'm a foodie. That's, that's another thing that you hear. 
Well, these obsessions are demonstrated by our behavioral processes, such as restricting, overeating. It could be constantly thinking about food and weight loss, and you just have no idea that these are symptoms of addiction. At least I had no idea that there were symptoms of addiction in my case. But as a quick recap, our brains have been tricked to overeating by the destroyed limbic system, which is the set of structures in the brain that deals with emotions and memory. Now, this portion of the brain, it does impact the frontal brain, which is in front, hence the word frontal. And what happens is that when the frontal brain, which really is supposed to apply the brakes to overeating, if that's not working because it's an overstimulation of the limbic system, they just reduce blood flow to the frontal lobe. So imagine, let's just pause a minute and imagine that the frontal lobe that really is supposed to stop the overeating can't do that. It, it's supposed to help with cognitive skills, but it's just totally out of gas. I mean, literally, it's out of gas. Isn't that crazy? So then we have this damaged brain that doesn't even know when to pause. I mean, that, that, that is mind-blowing. At least it was for me when I discovered that this was what was going on with me. Now, unfortunately, to make matters worse, when we feel like a failure, we trigger the stress pathway, which increases craving even the more. Uh, mirror neurons, and I'm sure I'm hearing you say, what is mirror neurons? Well, they're neurons in the brain that mirrors what it sees. It says, you know what, forget this. Everybody's eating unhealthy. Everybody's enjoying life. Why, 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 why do I have to be different? And it tells you don't bother making the effort. Well, that was me for many, many years. Yes, I struggled with maintaining a balance because I was addicted to unhealthy food, particularly sweets, because of my upbringing. I mentioned in my trailer what I met, you know, my upbringing and how we always had to have dessert. Now, don't get me wrong, I still eat my healthy foods. I love my veggies, I love my healthy lean meats, I love fish, I grew up eating fish, salmon. So shout out to your mom for giving me the desire to enjoy fish, my omega fatty acids. And I love to exercise, I love being adventurous. So I loved all of that, but guess what? I love rather not love, but I complimented it with my dessert, which tasted so good, but it did my buddy no good. You like that? Yeah, I'm gonna coin that as my, as my quotation. <laughs> but now, I must admit that early in my career, because I was limited in my nutrition training from medical school and due to this diet culture cycle, I believed that I had the power alone to quench my sweet tooth. And I might have been successful for a month or two, being on one fast or the other, or maybe a new year resolution challenge. Does anyone remember those new year resolution challenges? Well, I participated in so many year after year and figured, you know, this is the year. 2020 or 2019, I'm going to start January 1st, only to just crumble again and again when life got tough. And you know what I mean, you know, maybe you just overworked, um, you know, some, you know, things are just not going too well for one reason or the other, you know, life, life happens. But little did I know that it took more than just willpower, but it took skill power skill power yes it was overeating for a bigger reason 
than meet the eye. So I was overeating for a bigger reason. Some people might say, but I have control. What are you talking about? I can control what I want to eat and when I want to eat it. Well, that could be true for you, depending on your environment and the level of exposure to, of your brain to the toxic substance, but not the same for others. So we do need to be tolerant and not judgmental. I really was judgmental back many years or maybe even most recently this year until I started learning more about just overeating and the food addiction industry. Now, let me tell you about my patient. Oh my goodness, anytime I think about her, it does bring tears to my eyes because she, she was over 400 pounds and she really wanted to do right. Her specialist told her, you know what lady, you are going to die if you do not lose weight. Now, they meant well, they thought scaring her into losing weight was gonna help, but what did it do instead? Yep, you guessed right, it made her eat more. She felt like a failure, triggering those stress pathways, you know, looking at those mirror, mirror neurons. It was just a mess, she cried. She said, tell me what to do, Dr. Babalola. I am trying my best. I know I need to stop destroying my body, but I cannot stop eating. You know, so there's several degrees of overeating, you know, and food addiction, it could be mild, severe. Now, could the specialists have said that due to lack of knowledge or maybe just not enough time to dive or dwell much on the intricacies of weight loss? Because it is complex. It does, it does take a lot to dive into those, what are the habits, what, where does it stem from? But I promise you that the sooner we are able to understand what's going on with us in terms of our uh, urges, it really is a life changer when we set ourselves up for success. Now, an addict living in recovery are healthier and wealthier than normal people. And why do I say that? That's because we learn how addiction works and we learn how to manage it. Now, I say addicts, okay? You know yourself best. You are your own best teacher. <laughs> and you know what you do in hidden, you know, hidden doors in the closet, you know? You know what you do, so nobody is the best teacher of you. You know what you do, you know what you constantly crave. You know what drink, what food, what you try to eat when your kids are not there. Do as I, how is that said? Do as I say, not as I do. I know I've, I've played that line so many times with my kids, you know? But you know those things that you should stop regardless of how harmful they are to your body, but you don't. So in addition to this particular question about what you crave the most, regardless of how harmful it is to your body, there's several other survey questions for food addiction that is a modification of the alcohol abuse survey. So you, you do that self-reflection. That is the first step. Well, I would like to discuss the solutions to stop overeating already, right? I'm sure you're saying, well, get to it already. <laughs> well, you know, Knowing what the solutions are definitely helps you to gain back your freedom from being a slave to food. At least it helped me. It really helped me. It started my journey to ending the misery of misdiagnosis and harmful diet culture programs. And I do, I promise that one of these episodes is going to be about the different diet culture programs that are out there and why they do not work. But remember, it's baby steps. Remember that the habit of overeating of just thinking about food all the time was not formed overnight. 
So be patient with yourself and don't run for quick fixes. I mean, you know, I did that for so many years and I only fell back to where I started. A healthier relationship with food is the best route to go with living at your finest being the beautiful side effects that everyone wants to see, especially as strong women, right? I'm sure you would all agree with that. But wait a minute, why will I want to stop overeating? It's fun. It relaxes me. Oh my goodness. It gives me that rush of dopamine, right? It makes me feel good, but it's temporarily. And what about I enjoy with friends? We go hang out and we can eat, you know, foods that make us laugh and, you know, all those things. So why will I want to stop that? Well, there's several reasons. Let's start with the scripture. I love the scripture, the scripture, you know, the word of God says it's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So what about this scripture? And this I always hold daily. First Corinthians 6, 12, it says all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. So yeah, it's good to hang out with friends. It's good to eat. Nobody says you shouldn't do that. But are all things lawful for me? Are they, am I enslaved by everything? So let me read that again. 1 Corinthians 6, 12 says, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be enslaved by anything. I was enslaved by food. I ate it, my brain wanted it again, and I would take it regardless of if I was full or if I didn't even need it. So look at the COVID pandemic stats, statistics. Majority of the individuals that have succumbed to the virus had chronic diseases, which stemmed from being either overweight or obese. It really is a fact. So we want to live at our finest health by being empowered with knowledge. So what does that look like? What does a poor relationship with food look like to you? You know what that is, you know it best. Is it keeping you from having good relationships? Is it keeping you from living at your finest? Is it keeping you up at night? Are you having acid reflux? Is it um, making your legs swell? You can't wear your favorite shoes or your rings. That happens to me sometimes if I have a, I'm not really a salty person, but if I overindulge, eat out a lot, you know that the restaurants, they just truly don't care about how much salt they put in our food. And then I swell, I can't even put my wedding ring on. What's about understanding our triggers and our, you know, our clues, clues rather? So celebration, gathering, temptations, weaknesses, what are those? We truly need to know what they are. We need to reflect and ask ourselves, I know what mine are. Anytime there's something to be happy about, hey, let's, that's my excuse to eat poorly. Um, or maybe there's a gathering, yay, or I'm gonna hang out with friends or a birthday. And they're not bad things, but we need to do them in moderation again. Now, we also need to activate our skill power. So many things that we can do to activate the skill power, but I am going to just mention the main ones. Number one, avoid being thirsty. Why is that? Our body is made majority of water. And so, if we're thirsty, the brain interprets that as hunger. So there we go eating more food. And it just takes about five minutes or so for your brain to register that you're not hungry. So you're still eating and you're overindulging and it wasn't even hunger in the first place. So avoid being thirsty. That is one way to keep yourself from overeating. 
stay, you know, <laughs> hydrated. Have your water. For me, I have my water first thing in the morning. I try my best. Some days better than others, but I promise you, when I do, I uh, I've set myself up for success. I get my water set the day before. I fill my containers. I add my lemons. I add my cucumber. Whatever it is that would encourage me to drink my water, I do that, and I am less hungry. I am not craving for unhealthy things. I am sipping my water through the day. Number two, avoid being hungry. We all need to understand our hunger scale. Because of the habit of just eating constantly, all the time we eat, when we're happy, when we're sad, when we're going to bed, when we're watching a movie. I mean, doesn't it make you, doesn't it crack you up that anytime you're going to watch a movie, there has to be popcorn? It's, it's just, it's just culture, right? I mean, sometimes I, I don't like going for a movie because I'm afraid I'm going to want to eat popcorn. It's, we just associate, associate it with popcorn. So avoid being hungry. If we're not hungry, then we're not wanting to eat because our body tells us we're full and we're not wanting to eat. So that means we need to understand our hunger scale. We do need to understand what that means. So not always eating, because if you're always eating, you will never know what it feels like to be hungry. We do need to be nourished, but we need to be nourished with healthy food. And that takes me to number three, avoid unhealthy foods which only crushes our blood glucose and sets us up for failure. Unhealthy foods like, you know, white food, all those processed foods. Unfortunately, I know we are in a fast paced world, so we always want food that is processed, but it doesn't have nutritious value to help our body function at its best, at its finest. So when we take all these unhealthy foods, like you, you're hungry, you take a Snicker bar, that, that is empty calories. You are just gonna crash. You're gonna boost a whole bunch of insulin that's gonna try and get rid of the sugar that you've released. But then very quickly you get hungry again and you go eat an unhealthy food and you get hungry. The vicious cycle continues. So definitely avoid unhealthy foods. Now, two more addictive substances that we have in our food, we need to learn to read labels. Once we empower ourselves with knowing what needs to be in our food or what not needs to be in our food, we know the things to avoid because if it's in our food, there's nothing we can do about it. Like the high corn fructose syrup, it is just so addictive. And that's the, that's the food industry. That's what they've done. They want us to be addicted. It's like the smoking industry, right? To tobacco, it's addictive. Same thing with alcohol, it's addictive. So these are in our food. What's about the aspartate that is in diet? I promise you, I was so addicted to Diet Coke at one time, I couldn't believe it. I was drinking it because I thought empty calories, right? I'd rather eat my calories than drink it, but I, it was making matters worse. I was still hungry after I had a Diet Coke. And that's because I was tricking my brain, but my brain is smart, it's, it's smart. It's like, okay, well, this tastes sweet, but there's no calories. Well, it stimulates insulin still, and there it's looking for sugar and nothing happens, so it makes me eat more. Looking for added sugar, all these things are addictive, so we do need to pay attention to reading labels, and I will, um, have a session where I talk about how to read labels. And the last one I want to talk about is avoiding insomnia. Unfortunately, in the presence of insomnia, we make poor judgment, we increase our stress hormones like the cortisol level, which just messes us up. We are not making good food choices. If we get a minimum of seven to nine hours of good rest, 
we are just setting ourselves up for failure. So we do need to try our best. I did um, an, a Facebook Live on, on insomnia, and I'll put that link so that you can reference it. But we do need to do better. What are those things that can help us sleep better? Right now, I'm having such wonderful sleep because I use lavender. It really calms me down and I sprinkle it. If it's not as a diffuser, I sprinkle it on my pillow and it actually does help. Now, I want you all to be patient with yourself as I have learned to be patient with myself. Quit with all this diet, the different diets, the different challenges. You know, I, I affirm myself. I believe in myself. I believe that I can live at my finest every day and be, and, you know, be a better person for myself, for my family, for my community. Our goal is to use the same science of food addiction industry to aim ourselves, to arm ourselves rather with information to develop skill power to find peace with food and get a healthy body. So which of these skill powers are you going to activate today? Yeah, start today. Don't wait until tomorrow. Today is the day. It's a daily work in progress. Remember, Rome wasn't built in a day, but as you progress daily, you will see the reward. You will see that you live in at your finest. And we all know, right, that progress is better than stagnation. So yeah, let's do this. Let's do this together because we deserve it. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Living at Your Finest podcast. My hope is that you've been empowered to take actionable steps to living at your finest health and personal development. For more in-depth content on best practices to ensure that you're living at your finest health and personal development, come on over and follow me on Facebook and YouTube, Living at Your Finest with Dr. Babs. In order not to miss an episode, I highly recommend as well for you to subscribe to my podcast and either my website, livingatyourfinest.com, or the various podcast outlets. And please, while you're at it, don't forget to leave a comment on the impact the episode has made on you. And of course, share with a friend or two. Till we meet again on the next episode, let's remain triumphant together. Because we need it. We deserve it, and most certainly, you and I can achieve to live at our finest health and personal development. God bless.